Hello and welcome to Glitch Cube, we're a gaming podcast, and each week we take a deeper look into the art of video games. And as always, I'm Christian. I'm Chris. And welcome back, everyone, to another fun-filled week of video games and video game ideas, thoughts, and inquiries. Oh, yeah, I'm never saying that again, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the... <laughs> Welcome back. Like I said, uh, this episode is going to be pretty interesting. We've kind of touched on a similar topic to this when we went over our RNG episode. So we are going to be talking about randomness in video games, uh, but not to the extent of just, you know, random encounters and stuff like that or random chance. We're going to be talking about randomizers themselves and for those of you who do not know what a randomizer is it is your favorite game now randomized which means that the loot can be changed as far as where the location is drops from enemies can be different uh, things like that enemy locations colors even your player sprite can be changed around to make the game that much more different i guess right uh and some people might think that this is a horrible idea <laughs> because <laughs> it for certain games it can be a grueling task especially if you get a bad seed and we talked about seeds in our rng episode but seeds are basically a random set of numbers or characters uh or even using the time and date as a number system to generate the well, usually it's to generate the terrain or the environment or things like that in procedural generation, but you can use seeds here to randomize different things, like I said, with the loot and, you know, things like that, which could be pretty interesting. It can lead to very chaotic situations in gaming, and it's just a nice way of making things fresh again and giving you situations that would never happen otherwise. And it really does show off how much someone absolutely loves a game that they can understand, okay, I have this item now, that means that this unlocks this area, then I can, you know, hop into this one dungeon for a minute, go through a couple doors to try and get a couple more checks, see if there's any more loot that would then unlock other areas for me to then explore. It sounds like an incredibly roundabout way to beat a game, and it is. <laughs> but it can, like I said, it can be extremely enjoyable. And just put another, you know, notch in your belt, another feather in your cap of being able to beat your favorite games, even though things are basically 100% against you with this randomizer. Now, I have not personally messed with any randomizers yet. I've watched a lot of randomizer gameplay because it is really enjoyable to watch and just to see these weird situations that would never pop up in the normal game, in a normal playthrough, just strange things. And it, people getting incredibly creative with the items that they currently have in place because they might not have something as basic as a sword in Zelda, which is one of the first things you get. But that might be locked to a chest that you would get halfway through your playthrough, which could be pretty insane, but it does lead to some really interesting gameplay. Um, but have you played any randomizers or do you have any experience with them? Or are you just like me who just likes to enjoy watching these things? Uh, I mean, I love the idea of them. I think I've played more ROM hacks than really randomizers just because I like the change in story. But, uh, the only randomizer I really ever played around with was the Super Mario RPG. Mm. 
randomizer, which was pretty different and interesting as someone who still thinks that that's one of their favorite games of all time. Like Mm -hmm. it was cool seeing in a different way, but, um, no, I, I, this, so I usually, you know, a lot of people go to Twitch to watch people play games, obviously, or YouTube. I'm more of a person that I rather just play the games myself, but when it comes to randomizers, especially when it's also like the speedrunners, that's, that's when I'll watch someone play because mm-hmm. it's just, it, it's different especially if it's a game i've played before it's fun seeing someone else experience the game in not only a different way than i played but an actually different way of playing you know that it's just random and some of the randomizers out there are pretty cool and really different and i was looking at this big list that someone compiled and i'm like dude there's randomizers for so many games out there that i never would have expected and granted a lot of them are just item randomizers or enemy randomizers but it's still cool it's cool knowing that there's fans out there who love these games enough to want to see it change and uh yeah i there was someone i used to watch um on Twitch, where they would randomize their RPGs they would play. Now, I think it was like Super Derek RPG, but he had it where it'd be like three RPGs. And um, say you're playing Earthbound, right? And you get done doing a battle. After that battle, if someone put in the command in the chat, boom, you're switching over to Final Fantasy VII, you know? And then you're you're randomly walking on the world map you enter a town oh it teleports you to breath of fire 2 and like the game remembers where you left off in these randomizers so when you switch back to the other game you're right where you left off it sounds like adhd heaven (laughs) it it's honestly so cool because i'm like sitting there like fuck i always want to play so many games at the same damn time and actually doing that at the same time, I'm like, oh, that'd be amazing. But yeah, it, it at the same time, I would be so stressed out because I'd be like, you know, you would get into something and then it just goes away to something else. And you're like, mm-hmm. damn it. Like, it, it's an awesome idea. And I, I don't think I've really ever seen anyone else do that. So I'm like interested if that's like a random coat that he ran or something because like i've never seen really anyone do like that kind of switching like on demand kind of yeah but no i've only heard of more like the typical randomizers i've never heard of that yeah i've heard of it like platformers and stuff but when rpgs i was like oh this is different no that's crazy Yeah, I mean, the like I said, the more randomizers that I'm used to are the typical ones where they just randomize the loot and items there. Uh, the big ones that I've been watching, I mean, Achievement Hunter, the Rooster Teeth guys, they have like a whole randomizer series, which is actually really enjoyable. And one of the things I absolutely love about that series is seeing how much and how knowledgeable they are of the game themselves where like they just absolutely know where everything is where like being able to hop between levels without real questions and kind of making a new type of map in your head of where things are when they're 
supposed to be in completely different areas. Like, for instance, the Super Mario 64 randomizer is really interesting because whenever you hop into a painting, you go to a different world. It's not the one that's in the painting. All those locations are randomized. <laughs> so it and it puts you in a random location in that map, too. So it's not always the world spawn of those areas. So you could be in an area where you're like, well, the fuck? <laughs> like, I am at the end of this level. <laughs> I need to find my way back. And it makes it really crazy and really interesting to see because you have to start remembering where those items are. And even whenever you exit the map in certain areas, uh, you pop out in different places too. So it, you have to, like, you can get to... I remember there was a string of videos where they were trying to get to one area specifically. So it was a lot of hopping in one world to get out of it if in a different way, to go through a different painting, to go to this other area. And like they knew it after doing it a few times, right? And like just having that kind of weird knowledge in your mind is so impressive on top of just knowing the game through and through that much where wherever they got through in, like they just knew how to handle that situation. Hmm which was really clever to see. Another one that they did that was very similar was the Banjo-Kazooie randomizer, where it is very similar to that, where it was, you hop into a world and it goes to a different level than what you're expecting, but it also randomized the amount of jiggies that they needed to beat the game. So, oh. it, yeah, so it could you could get lucky where it's like, oh, you only need 14 to beat the game, or you could be screwed like they were, and they needed 99 jiggies when there's 100 jiggies in total. And oh. that's including the hidden ones. So they needed to get every single jiggy. And it also randomizes how many notes are needed to beat the game too. So oh, they they got screwed with their seed because they had to get 99 jiggies and I think like, like 8,000 uh, notes, oh. which was just... It's basically like get every single note and every single jiggy in the game. That was their randomizer, and it's so rough. I'm like, oh, gosh, that's horrible. But the one I'm watching right now that is currently uh, being recorded and released, which is, I think, fantastic. It's probably my favorite randomizer that they are doing, even though, like, regardless that there are still episodes where nothing really happens because there's a lot of hunting and just trying to find checks and find chests, uh, but it is the Wind Waker randomizer. Hmm. That one is great because, like I mentioned earlier, with the whole idea of a sword not being available to you. Yeah, well, it, w the so <laughs> they didn't get a sword until part 11, and each part is oh like at God. least an hour and a half to two hours long. So they went quite a while without a sword, a basic sword. And I think they went like four parts without a single weapon. So they kept having to throw pots at enemies so that they would drop their weapons so that at least they had something to fight with. And just out of nowhere, they got bombs. And the things that they were able to do creatively with bombs ended up leading to some hilarious situations where like it, you, they realized that if you have a bomb in your hand and it blows up, it only takes half a heart away from you, which really isn't that much, but it'll completely kill enemies. So they started carrying bombs above them, running around and kiting everyone in a circle and just like getting them to crowd around them and just letting the bomb explode. <laughs> like not even throwing it, just letting it blow up above them so that <laughs> they can get caught with that. And it's just really, really funny. Or even with the flying enemies, they had to get super good at actually timing the throws so it would blow up midair to catch the enemy that's flying 
And I was like, that that is just really impressive and really fun. And it just led to a really rewarding moment of them actually getting their sword, their very first sword. <laughs> so it was it was really cool to see that kind of stuff. And I think that's the beauty of randomizers themselves is that they lead to those weird situations where it's just it's silly. It's random. You don't know what you're gonna get. You can get a like you can beat a boss that's supposed to lead to some epic loot and it ends up being like 10 rupees. And that happened a lot. <laughs> or guess what? If you don't have a big enough wallet, but you're only finding 200 rupees, those games, you throw that shit on the ground. It doesn't go back in the chest. <laughs> it's burned off into the ether forever. It's gone. So they were just burning rupees and doing It's just it's crazy. It's just a really fun time seeing those kind of things. And I think that's what's super enjoyable about randomizers. It's just, it's such a new experience, but it's a new experience through something so known and beloved. Like something that you can actually understand and wrap your head around, especially if you play through those games. Like I love Wind Waker. So seeing that situation where it's like, this is just crazy because there's so much stuff that in a regular playthrough, you wouldn't bother doing if you're just trying to beat the game. Or if you know the loot, the reward is kind of like whatever, and you're trying to record something for content, you're just going to avoid it. But in a randomizer, even the simplest thing of like delivering a letter in Wind Waker can actually lead to some amazing, amazing loot that is necessary to beat the game. Like one of the most remedial tasks in the game, they ended up getting a piece of the Triforce. And they're like, seriously, like <laughs> I've never done this in a regular playthrough. I've absolutely never done this thing in a regular playthrough and it led to a piece of the Triforce. Like, okay, cool. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's really cool because it forces you to experience everything. And it's, I guess it's a, it's a very different way of 100%ing a game. Because I feel like 100%ing a game is rewarding, but after a while, it, it feels like you're just doing things just to get that little check mark. Yeah. Even though you know the reward isn't going to be much of anything, but with the randomizer, it makes it something. It gives it some sort of like meaning, right? Where you're doing these really su stupid, silly things that in a normal playthrough you would avoid like hell because it means absolutely nothing, but it could be the most important thing in the entire game because you just don't know. So I, I love that aspect to this. I, I think it's such a great, great idea. That I mean, but like I said, the only reason why I haven't done it myself is because I don't feel like I'm well versed enough in any of these games to be able to wrap my head around a randomizer. And I think that's the hard part. So this is it's great to see the people who are that vested and that in love with the content to be able to do that. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's I I personally wouldn't recommend a randomizer for the first playthrough of a game. You know, it's like I like to first see what is the normal game and then from there see how it can be changed up you know because sometimes it, it is it, it puts a new challenge on some games and some games are too easy so it's kind of perfect like mm -hmm. uh I, I like watching speed runs of randomizers because you know it's it's random you know like normally in a speed run people practice day in day out of how to do the run faster and faster, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's a formula. They they get it down. They just gotta do it. Whereas when it's randomized, it's you don't know what's gonna happen, and it's interesting seeing people react quickly to change, right? 
how to react to every different situation in the game that it could throw at you and where to go. And it's, I feel like that's like the, maybe one of the more harder versions of a speed run because I mean, you could luck out and get it, everything early, mm-hmm. you know, but say you're in the middle, but things are thrown around so much that it pops you somewhere that you're not used to or didn't really explore all that much. It, it it's like a whole new thing and it's cool. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love that about this kind of stuff. Yeah. It makes it a lot of fun. And what I like too about the randomizer stuff is like mentioned with having a seed, like the, the speedrunners can share their seeds and people can practice them. They can do it and they might have like a world record in that seed specifically. And then another speedrunner can go through and try and beat that challenge in that specific randomizer. So, I mean, like I said, there is no such thing as a hundred percent truly random, but it does give you something goofy enough <laughs> to give you some cool situations. Because the big thing about randomizers is that there's a huge algorithm behind them to make it so you can actually beat the game. Uh, it, uh, that's what one thing I'm sure a lot of people are probably afraid of whenever they hear randomizers is that the, you might get locked out in certain areas and you're just, it's unbeatable. Well, the the seeds are so well crafted, or at least they're supposed to be, <laughs> if you get like a, a legit mm-hmm. seed, uh, that there is no lockouts in the game. Like there is a way to beat the game. It might lead you to situations that you have to start thinking very obscurely. And yeah, definitely would not recommend a randomizer as a first time playthrough. That just doesn't really make any sense. This is something where you've 100 presented a game a couple times. So that at least you have an idea of where all your checks might be so that you can at least venture off into those areas. Because there's a, there's some of these games have a lot of really hidden stuff that you just don't know leads to a chest, especially in some of these Zelda games, like mm-hmm. Wind Waker specifically. Like there's so many things. And to know even that like some of the mini games in there can lead to two different checks where if you, let's say the the Battleship game that's in Wind Waker, there's like two potential checks in there, one for beating it and then one for getting a perfect game. But you have to kind of have done that already, right? Like in a regular playthrough to end, remember the fact that there are two rewards waiting for you for this, but you have to do it twice. You can't get a perfect game and get both rewards. It doesn't work that way. So you have to play it twice in order to get through that. So it's, it is a very interesting ordeal to kind of get through and it's, kind of crazy so yeah definitely this is more for people who have 100 percented a game a couple times or just have an excellent memory and 100 percented something once <laughs> like because <laughs> otherwise it's just going to be damn near impossible to get there and just be incredibly frustrating then you're just going to be looking through 100 percent walkthroughs just to find where things could potentially be and that just sounds frustrating i think that takes away from the spirit of the randomizer itself do you, and this is kind of like a, a totally different direction with this. Um, when you think of <laughs> trying to connect these two, but like with roguelikes, like mm. how do you feel that, like obviously randomizers are, you know, um, modifications to a game, but do you feel like roguelikes are kind of in the same vein? Because each run could be different. I think so. I I think that these could be considered like the baby brother of a randomizer. 
right? Like it's in the same family. It's totally 100% the same thing where even the areas could be randomized in some roguelites. Uh, Definitely the loot is randomized, but in some playthroughs of certain games, even the areas that you're walking into, you have no idea what you're walking into. I think that I would call roguelites the bite-sized version of a randomizer. It simplifies it enough to where it's approachable to people. And like, if that's the core of the game itself, it just makes sense. Now, do these games have insane in-depth stories? Probably not, right? Like they would have a little bit less than that. Whereas the games like Zelda, they have a much broader story, a bigger overarching thing that kind of connects everything. So it being a randomizer leads to really trippy situations. But with roguelikes being a little bit more linear with their things, they're able to kind of plug different level segments in or different pathways so that mm. it doesn't really change anything. So it's it's kind of like the it's it's a good entry level, I would say, to the idea of randomizers or how you're supposed to think about things. I guess the big difference, though, would be that in a roguelike, you can just have a really good run with the items that you get. And you can beat the game with any set of items. Whereas with randomizers, you need very specific items in order to beat the game. So you have to do very specific things. So I think instead of just being good at a game, right? Like with Hades, you could just be good and beat it with a basic ass weapon. But in Zelda, like you can't. <laughs> like you just, you can't beat the game unless you get everything. Like, unless you collect the whole Triforce, unless you get the Master Sword and all four upgrades of it, especially in Wind Waker, right? Like, you need everything to actually do that, whereas a roguelike, you don't. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, what's your take on that? That's a good question. I like that a lot. Um, I kind of feel like early 90s roguelikes kind of gave the idea of, or I guess, yeah, they're well, I mean, Rogue came out around, it was like 90s. So it'll be, yeah, I feel like randomizers kind of pave that idea of a random take on a path. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, th- I couldn't find the exact date, but I was able to find that basically Pokemon Red and Blue were the first uh, games to get randomized. And then after that, it was... Super Metroid, then Link to the Past, and I mean, from there it went on and on. But it's like you know, no one was really used to randomized games. A lot of people were just used to the same path, and you just go on it. Even in arcades, you know, you you think about shoot 'em ups, stuff like that, or Boulder's Gate. Like the the stages don't change, right? You just die and then you start over. Mm-hmm. With roguelikes, it changed in the sense that, you know, things were, it was all procedurally generated or it was, it would just change constantly. And, uh, seeing that style go to a linear game, it just makes it interesting. You know, I mean, you don't have to worry about dying in these randomizers, but the, the thought of a different path. I don't know. It just makes it interesting. It would be cool if you could turn every game into a roguelike, but I also feel like that'd be really annoying because, mm, especially with some of these long ass games. Yeah, I, for I shorter guess, ones, it'd be yeah. cool though. 
I guess that's another big thing too about separating roguelites and randomizers. They they live in the same vein. They have like the same blood in their veins, right? As far as the core idea behind them of random playthroughs, random loot, creating interesting situations with the items that you've got. But man, like roguelikes are short and they're short for a reason because that would be so frustrating to get through like a 40 hour game and you know, die at hour 32 and have to start over. That would be, that would be detrimental. I would turn off the game and never do it again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, like, all right, done. No give a shit. (laughs) Like this playthrough is over. Sorry. Even if I'm streaming it, I don't care. Done. Just (laughs) like, it's not happening. So, I mean, I'm sure there are people out there that have made certain games like this into roguelike situations. I think that would be insane. But a Pokemon randomizer would actually be... I I like the fact that that's like the first ones because that sounds like something really approachable. Mm -hmm. Right, Like that would be a really fun first randomizer to go through for somebody who hasn't done one. And I'm actually... That would be kind of fun, especially if it's all the Pokemon are randomized and you just don't know what you're going to get anymore. Right? So like that would be super cool where you get a legendary instead of like a Pidgey <laughs> right outside yeah. of Pallet Town. Like that would be awesome. That'd be really, really cool. And if you do a Nuzlocke with a randomizer like that, that would be, that would lead to a really interesting party structure. And I think that would make the game a little bit more fresh and something a little bit more exciting to go through again. So. I mean, when you think about Pokemon and all the ROM hacks it has, it's like, it's crazy. It it seems like the perfect series for these kind of changes. Because, I mean, I don't want to say no one plays those games for the story, because obviously the stories are, you know, not bad, but they're just kind of, okay, go through the eight, eight gyms, elite mm-hmm. four, boom, you're done. So, yeah. like, changing it up a little bit, it makes those games interesting. You know, I think it'd be really funny if uh, there was a randomizer for Pokemon where it randomized what kind of trainer you are. <laughs> like, like you might hop in and it's like, shit, I'm a bug trainer. <laughs> and like, oh, that'd be interesting. That's all you can that's use. That's all you can use. That would be pretty gnarly. Right? Oh. Or you're like, oh, I'm a hiker. Fuck. <laughs> like I'm screwed for most of this stuff. Like that I would like be that. that would be pretty crazy. That would be a really that's like Pokemon hard mode, but mm-hmm. that would be really interesting to actually see that. I'd play that for a little bit. I don't think I'd ever finish that, but <laughs> <laughs> that'd be really funny. But yeah, I mean the the big question is like randomizers are getting a lot more popular nowadays, especially with Twitch streaming. Uh, it's just it's making things fresh again, right? Like you can watch. And it's giving streamers double or triple the content, right? Depending on how long it takes to beat something. So it is it is really clever for streamers to be going through these things where maybe they play a regular playthrough of a game and then they do the randomized version afterwards, which would be really fun because it leads to a completely new experience. And I think Twitch is being a huge proponent as to why randomizers are becoming more popular in the world today because we like to watch something new. Like, how many times can you watch just a simple playthrough or something where you can now watch something that is completely chaotic and a a mess? (laughs) And (laughs) it's very unscripted, 
right? Like you watch a playthrough of a game you've played before, especially with a lot of these, you know, like retro Twitch streamers, you know, beat for beat what's going to happen next. And you know what levels they should be at, you know, what spells they're going to use, especially if they're playing something like Final Fantasy seven, like, you know, what like material they're going to load up, what kind of equipment they're going to get, what they're going to do in what order. But you throw a randomizer in the mix and now it's exciting again. Now it's new. Now it's fresh. And it just makes it that much more interesting to watch and enjoy. But the my big question is, why do we love random so much? Like the idea of random is used in so many things, not just video games, but a lot in video games. If it wasn't for the idea of random, we wouldn't have games at all. like in general like think about any game that you play there is some semblance of randomness that is put into place even if you don't see it right up front it could be the difference between a regular hit and a critical hit a miss an enemy a counter uh, like random loot dropped by enemies like little things like that are all in this which is really exciting but then even looking at like scientific tests right? Like there's a sense of randomness there of who gets a placebo effect and who doesn't to get more direct results or how to develop a proper hypothesis on things. Like what is the drive for randomness? Why do we need it so much in our lives? And why has it crept into video games, <laughs> right? Like that's <laughs> where I'm, I'm kind of curious of what is it about the unknown that is so exciting to us? And Maybe what is it about randomness and the unknown that kind of appeals to you? That's kind of what I'm curious about. Um, For me, I like it because it makes me think, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. random, like you have to like be on your toes. And I feel like half the time I'm just, I don't want to say spaced out because that just sounds bad, but. I feel like a lot of times, like, I get, if I'm playing a game and it's pretty, pretty straightforward, I kind of just, my eyes glaze over and I'm just playing. Mm -hmm. But if it's like something switches it up radically, then I'm like, ooh, you know, I'm like, I'm awake again. I'm into it. Like, it's, it, it changes it up enough for me to get into you know like i hate to say that yeah there's some games out there that my eyes do glaze over and i'm just like okay i'm doing these stupid dumb things until the next story beat but it a randomness it and this goes for anything it doesn't have to be games like it's just i love just things randomly happening i mean granted you know if it's something bad i don't like it you know like a car crash but it's it's that change, that fresh change that is kind of against, I don't say against our will, but out of our power, I'll put it that way, right? Like, I know for me and probably a lot of other people, we don't like change, right? Especially when we know change is going to happen. But if some if change happens randomly, we're forced into it, which sometimes a lot of people need that little push into a change. We get so set in our ways that, 
you know, you throw a random new pathway for us to take and we're like, oh, this is a little weird, but, you know, we all usually adapt to it and push forward. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes we don't want to, but it it just makes it interesting. And I think with that unclear path in the beginning, it creates a new a new way of thinking, a new way of seeing things that we've seen for so long in a different light. And I think that's what's so special about, you know, some of these randomizers, because it's like, it's just a whole new world. All right, well... That's going to do it for us this week. Thank you guys for listening in. And I know this is a little bit of a shorter episode, but some of our last our last couple episodes have run a little long. So we wanted to give you guys something a little bit more bite-sized here and just kind of express our interest and our excitement for the idea of randomizers. And like I said, if you have not checked out a randomizer before, just watch a playthrough of it. There's plenty of them out there. And I guarantee there's probably one of one of your favorite games out there, which would make it that much more exciting to watch to see what kind of weird crazy situations that the players get into but with that we're going to be signing off and we will talk to you guys next week with our next set of video games and video game ideas but until then bye for now